Hey everyone, I'm Beatrice. And I'm Dante. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome everyone. Welcome. So today, (laughs) you're already laughing. So today, (laughs) I think, I mean, you use this as background noise to fall asleep. Oh, all the time. But Friends is this, in case you weren't alive in the 90s, is this sitcom from the 90s about six young people in New York. And I think there's one line mm-hmm. that anybody who has seen the show, if you say it, they don't have to be super fans the way you are, but if you say I it, am the super you fan. are the super fan. But if they say this line, <laughs> yes. instantly people know what it means yes. or where it came from. Yes. And what is that line? We were on a break! As Ross says, like <laughs> shaking his hands in the air. And, and, and it refers to the fact that Ross and Rachel got together and then broke up. And while they had, were on a break, Rachel caught him with someone. Well, she didn't look at it as a breakup, but he did. It's a break. Yeah, but he he thought of it as a break up. So anyway, that was and that that was a running joke through the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Was that you know? If I leave this room, you're gonna eat my food because like clearly you can't wait two seconds to like do something new without me if I'm gone or. That is not part of it. But is that what you're worried about? That I would eat your food? If well, you no, but that, like it, like uh, like as far as Rachel was concerned, like. You know, she waited five seconds, and all of a sudden, he was fucking somebody else. Yeah, right? I believe Ch- I, I believe Chandler characterized it as bullets have left guns slower than he <laughs> had sex with someone else <laughs> while him and Rachel were on a break. <laughs> so, why are we talking about this? Well, other, other than the fact that I am the numero uno premier Friends superfan extraordinaire, and I will fight anyone. <laughs> For that title. Who says different. You know, we were going to do a French trivia night at one of the local places here, but then it got canceled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But I was really excited for that. I would have totally won. You would have killed that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We would have won tens of dollars in Tens of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) And the admiration of like... Me. 20 or 30 people. If even. (laughs) But the reason we're doing this episode Mm -hmm. is because we had a break. We did. Not that... But a year ago. Or almost... Almost, almost, almost a, year a year ago. Yeah, yeah, almost uh, about. <laughs> and almost about. Close, but not really. Uh, and what, we didn't call it a break. You had a great term for it. I called it the freezer. And why did you call it the freezer? Because I like the image in my mind of everything just stopping where it was. We put it away. And then just let that stay there. And you would do some work and I would do some work. And then... We would thaw it out and see how it tasted. Uh-huh. How do you like that analogy? I, I feel like we use a lot of food analogies. Yeah, well, why not, right? <laughs> why not? Food and sex. The only things that light up all five senses yep. at the same time. Yeah. So we did this freezer mm-hmm. about a year ago. Yeah. And we had just gotten back from a trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. An awesome trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. But there were problems brewing leading up to that trip. I think I think there had been problems brewing for quite a while before that, and we just weren't aware of it because we were so 
we were just hurtling forward and it was great and everything was awesome. But I think that there were things that were brewing. So this was right around like the two year mark of our relationship. Yeah. A little after that. Yeah. But there were, there were were things in that. There were things I I think from like, like January of that year. Okay. There were some pretty major hits that we took. And the freezer started in September. Yeah, end of August. End of August. So what were so like did you have any um did you have any inkling that there were problems or issues in our relationship? I felt like leading up to the freezer and it became clear, which we'll talk about, but I felt like you were starting to pull away a little bit. Mm-hmm. You weren't absent. There was it wasn't like there was a drop in our chemistry or the kind of sex that we were having, but I just felt like you weren't all in. Mm. Like you were guarding yourself, you were pulling back. Kind of like straight know, arming. Well, yeah, or like when you know, like when somebody like does like a flinch punch, <laughs> and you're, or when you play like bloody knuckles or something, uh-huh. and and you're just like waiting. That's kind of how I felt. Like you were just like, ah. and I mean, okay. it, it made it made sense once I figured out what was going on, why you were like that. Mm-hmm. So that was my kind of inkling, and I didn't. I, I think I was in a little bit of denial. I don't think I wanted to believe that something was wrong because things were so good. I was finally, you know, getting my own place and we had this adventure to Europe planned and everything seemed like it was moving into a bright kind of new chapter. Mm-hmm. Except there was this giant spiky speed bump coming up <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah so i i think that people are wondering like what what happened like what what were the what were the spiky speed bumps and i think to put it quite simply their your past was infringing on our relationship and my past was infringing on our relationship specifically my ex yes was was a big a big part of my quote past that was becoming a problem mm-hmm. in our current relationship. Yes. Yours and I. Mhm. Yeah. And also there was a a a specter from a your past. <laughs> a specter from my past who had recently reemerged and was pushing very hard for some time and and um, um, how do I refer to this per- can I refer to him like the mug in your cupboard <laughs> no okay <laughs> you know the mug I'm talking about yes. right <laughs> the mug I always seem to reach for every time I want like a cup of tea or something this is the mug that comes down it's like, oh great no. no we're not gonna do that okay so this person from your past I mean do you like do you want to do it by like large area? Sure. Like okay. well, by a state then? Yeah. That'll narrow it down yeah. to like 50 options. 
I don't have. I don't. So we'll call him. I don't Cal- have a specter in every state. We'll call Dante. him Idaho. No, uh, California. Okay. Keep you guessing. So yes, California was in your past. Yes. And he had reemerged. I mean, he had never. He was always kind of on the periphery. And it's not like it's not like I hid that from you. No, I, I, and that, I knew that was very that was a thing very much from the beginning, and that was something because of the nature of our relationship that wasn't an issue. But this was it, a it person was, that was like twenty years in your past, right? Yes, and had been a like a significant relationship, or um, I think in my twenty three year old mind, it was a pretty significant relationship, right? And then it was, and a, it kinda, it was a very highly emotional relationship, and it kind of. Didn't get a chance to run its course. Right. Because... I didn't get to find out who he really was. Because he just left yeah. prematurely. For a job. For a not, job. Not to... Yeah, for a job. But it meant that the relationship... Like some relationships have kind of... Oh, I mean all relationships have a natural arc. And right. this one probably wouldn't have lasted a couple of decades in some form had you had a chance to play it out in your 20s. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> This is really fun. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fun. this is your idea to do this episode. Wow, they're all my idea. They, well, oh, come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there were there were things plaguing us on both sides, I think. And um, you and I are very different in art. I think that our comfort levels with relationships were very different what do you at, mean at the time i am um an introvert mm-hmm. which means that and my job requires me to be extroverted mm-hmm. f- for most of the day that i'm there mm-hmm. and so I, I will often say to people my and they think i'm an extrovert because i play one on tv right but what they don't understand is that my extroversion is used up in a professional capacity because it has to be. And so when I'm not at my job, then my introversion kicks in and I, I need alone time to recharge and do all the things that I need to do for other people. And I don't, it's not that I begrudge doing that. It's just, that's what I need. And so there were a lot of um, invitations from you that I would decline and not because I didn't want to be with you and a bunch of other people. It was just I needed my space. And right. I think I think that was something that you had a hard time understanding because your previous relationship was with someone who um, the two of you spent a, a great deal of time together. Yeah, I mean... Personally, professionally, yeah, raising all kids, all of that. You were together yeah. a lot. And I, I just... I'm not that way. I need my own space, and I think you found that hurtful to a certain degree. Or, or, and that, and that, and that partly contributed to you feeling like I was holding you at arm's length. Yeah, but I didn't feel like you were always holding me at arm's length. But there were things in that year Mm -hmm. that kind of like would make me kind of tilt my head and go, "It's not." And I never doubted that your feelings about me. I knew you loved me and, and I knew we were great together and mm-hmm. I knew we had a future and all of these kinds of things. But I kind of was like... Mm. What made you tilt your head? That's kind of new to me. Well, just I was like... Because it's not me, right? Like, when our time is organized 
where we have time together and then there's time apart and when we have time apart that's when our other family issues kind of come into play because Mm -hmm. we don't live together right and we both have children Children. of Mm -hmm. varying ages but you know when we're not together we're with our respective children and so i kind of see like my time with you is my time with you whatever it is that we want to do together and when you were reluctant to do some things i was kind of like but why like it's our time let's do this thing let's go out and see these people you mean after we came back from europe yes yeah yeah okay so we'll we can get we can get into that so there were a couple of things there was an incident with your ex that was really really hurtful for me Mm -hmm. um and i i fucked up on that one I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, there there was an insulation issue. I think for for a good portion of of our relationship, moving up to that point, where there I would hear a lot about what was happening, and it's not that I didn't want to be supportive for you. I certainly wanted that, but it got to a point where it was overwhelming for me. And then when it started to spill over, and it was actually di- some of the venom well, was directed at me, yeah. I, I that was very difficult for me to. You handle. got put in the middle of something that you shouldn't have been put in the middle of. Right. I wanted something to happen. My ex didn't want it to happen, and I refused to give in to terrorism and pushed what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it, it put you in the middle of a lot of crossfire, which was not not right. Right, and I understand your that it wasn't your intent for me to get hurt. No, that's, I wasn't doing but, it on purpose. But that's but that's what ended up happening because all you could see at that time was what it was that you wanted. Right. The other thing was that I, again, because you were used to dealing with a different type of person, um, when I would say no to things, that was treated as a jumping off point for negotiation. Yeah. And no but. No but? Yeah, like no. I have a but. No, but yes you do. It's a lovely but. But no. No, please convince me to go. Or yeah, like the answer is no thing. until you give me a compelling argument for me to change my mind and say yes. Right. No but. Okay, I see. Yeah. So I think what you were referring to when I started to say no to more things and not wanting to do things, the overwhelm if I had to characterize the the amount of time between when we got back from Europe and when we actually we actually went to a counseling session which we're going to talk mm. about in a second um, I felt sad I just felt sad yeah. all the time yeah and I think that was part I, I saw that I didn't know it was sadness because you were pretty good at like hiding it <laughs> the sad clown the sad clown yeah. I mean like I'm scared of clowns yeah yeah, it kind of screwed me up as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Stephen King novel and miniseries, and now two series movies. I have not watched I any watched of those movies. things. No, nope. thank you. The, the nope. miniseries nope. Nope. in nope. the 80s The book was 90s. enough. The book was enough to fuck me up quite nicely. Thank you. That and Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cat was creepy. Anyways, enough of Stephen King. I'm sorry, Um I mean, you mentioned you mentioned that, like, you're an extrovert at work professionally and then an introvert at home. I feel like I'm kind of the same way. I'm, I think I naturally more, I lean more towards introvertedness. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm an, I feel like I'm an extra, I'm an introvert masquerading as an extrovert a lot of the time. <laughs> totally feel like that too. However, I think I'm more extroverted than you are. I agree. Yes. So, that's true. And 
after all this stuff happened, I was it me that suggested? I think it was me that suggested the session. Yes, yes. I I think you because things were so weird when we got back from Europe, and there were yeah. a couple of incidents in Europe that that we, you know, like we didn't talk for a day, and like it was. You don't recall that? <laughs> I guess I must have blacked out that horrible memory from Europe. What happened? It was the day we were on the boat. Remember that? Which boat? The boat. The boat where we were. The, the one time we were on a boat. Um, but why? Did and you we were s- taking all those videos, and you were like, "Hey, look!" And I was like, mm-hmm. "And you don't remember that?" I, I remember the boat. Yeah, we weren't really. Ta- I wasn't really talking to you that day. No, I just. Thought I'm just calling to tell you that I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I just thought that was because our captain had a captain's hat and nothing else oh my god i thought he was gonna kill us and we were wearing these tiny little life jackets that were heavy and it was like i don't think this is gonna make us float no they seemed more like weights than life jackets but anyway i i think once we got back i was i was just so sad and i don't want to say despondent that's kind of a an extreme word for how i was feeling Mm. but it was just and and it and it frightened me because of how how strong my feelings were for you mm-hmm. and I was afraid I'm one of these people um I'm sure everybody has a different threshold and everybody has a different limit and my thing is I can you know things happen and then we talk about it and we move forward and but there's a little there's a little wound left death by a thousand cuts yeah that's that's that was my fear you were worried that's where you were going to end up right so you were cocooning and like protecting yourself i was worried that you know as 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 much as you weren't intending to hurt me those things would happen and i would get hurt again and again and again and again and it's not like i was like I'm just building them up so that I can clobber you over the head with them. No, it wasn't you, about that. I'm not about punishment. You've always been very punishment. good about, about that. And you were always very good at at not doing the exact thing that <laughs> that hurt me that time. But it would be a slightly different situation. I would learn and a little bit. I learned you, slowly. But and, and that's what I was concerned with. What I was starting to feel and be afraid of is that you weren't learning fast enough for me to be dead. Right. By the time, you know what I mean? By the time you had learned everything that you were supposed to learn, I'd be dead inside right. and it would be over. And I was concerned that I'm one of those people that I, I forgive and forgive, forgive, and then I get pushed to a certain limit and I can't come back yeah. again. And we had such, and we still do, we had such a passionate emotional relationship yes. in those two years. I mean, these were, these were the two years immediately following my separation mm-hmm. and for my ex. And so there's a lot of stuff that was there. Yeah. I mean, I used, I told you right at the, right at the beginning when we got together, I was like, look, getting divorced sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But, but being, being divorced, divorced is awesome. It's the dirty secret <laughs> of divorce. Um, but there's a lot of shit that you have to muck through before you come out on the other yeah. side. And I was more than happy because I had been through my own separation several years prior to that. I was happy to support you through that and help 
guide you, but I wasn't interested in being your therapist. And I think that's why the freezer was such a kick in the nuts. Mm. Because it was coming at a time when... Things were going to start opening up. Things were actually... Like, all the stressors that led to the freezer were going to be gone. Because, because well, I a couple of them, but not all of them. Well, because I, I, you know, for a number of different reasons, I had cohabitated with my ex for those prior two years. So much fun, I, right? And and our Europe trip came right after the the house, the marital home had been sold, mm-hmm. and I was, and I had already purchased a new place, and I was just waiting for my closing date to mm-hmm. move in, and mm-hmm. so things were gonna. A lot of that pressure was going to be off, right? It was going to change. And and then we get back from Europe and you're on your last legs on what you can take in our relationship. Yes, because that was a that was a rough that was a rough couple of years for you, certainly. Yeah. But for me, because I would I would worry sick about you constantly. Like yeah. it was, it was always about every time I'd go back to my place. Yeah, it was, it was. I, and I and would, if I didn't message you, you would be, you would. I be knew like it. I just knew some argument I, would be going down. I just knew. I knew that shit had gone horribly wrong, and it was, it was a hard, it was a hard time, and it was, and I don't want to minimize how difficult that was for you because that was really hard mm-hmm. to feel like. You know, your your place wasn't your own. My place wasn't your own. You were just... I was transient for like two years. And even though you were living in the marital home, you weren't... I mean, you were basically just cleaning up all the time. Yeah. And paying for everything and just being subjugated to, a you know, one tiny little part of the house. It was just... It was not a good It was a weird situation. I thought it was going to be easier for my kids to have a situation where... They didn't have to move anywhere, but you guys, the parents yeah, would move back yeah. and forth. And that worked out okay, more or less, for about a year. But in that last year, it was just, no. it was just not good. It just got harder and harder. Yeah, yeah. But and, and you know what? We're going to do an episode about all of that, how to navigate all of that successfully for yeah. the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a difficult, difficult thing, and it sucks. Even, even, you know, my separation and divorce was... Probably one of the most amicable. Oh my God, I wish I- my separation was like yours. <laughs> you basically went with your ex. You're like, are you cool? Yeah, I'm cool. Cool. Let's sign this paperwork. Like that was <laughs> that was pretty much your separation. Our divorce was actually the two of us standing at a wicket at the courthouse and chatting like chattering like friendly how about this weather can you believe this yeah like, like while while the while the clerk was like going through all the paperwork she actually stopped at one point and was like so you two are the couple divorcing and we were like yeah could you move this along and i i just i there was this look on her face like i don't get it but i was like you know what spend 20 minutes with us you'll get it but <laughs> and <laughs> but for for all intents and purposes, it was a, a fairly painless uh, separation and divorce. But, and 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 as difficult as yours was, I think there are divorces that are oh, I, horrendous. I, I still know horrendous. I got off very light mm-hmm. compared to some of the horror stories that I have heard. You know, directly horror from stories. horror horror um, stories from that I've heard directly from mm-hmm. people in my sphere. Just awful. Tens of thousands of dollars, lawyers. Yeah. I mean, I went awful. I went the mediator route, mm-hmm. route, route, route and 
I would strongly recommend that for anybody who is, I mean, as a, as a starting point for a divorce, mm-hmm. try mediation. Yeah. What do you have to lose, right? Not tens of thousands of dollars. Um, but I know people who went like super bitter divorces. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's different. Tens of thousands of dollars. Just really, and, and really, the, really And that's tens of thousands of dollars you could be spending on your kids. And but, that was my focus, yeah, right? Yeah. In all of that. And 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 why I I why it dragged out the separation dragged out as long as it did because I was trying to help my ex get to a point where she could be self sufficient mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not rely on me to be a better parent better be a better mm-hmm. mother to my children. Not that you were trying to get out of anything; it was just you were trying to give her some time to yeah to to do some get something for herself. I gave her two years to 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 get over stuff and yeah and get to the point where. <laughs> We could. It it was a pa- it was a painful time for you, yeah, for her and for me, yes, because I was trying to support you and I, you know, I, in a certain way as a pro- by proxy, I was trying to support her too, sure, because I don't think that I was the kind of person who was just on your side regardless. I think that if there was something that I thought was like, well, you know what, maybe that's not the best the, the best hill to die on. I think that you were really good about. <laughs> Taking, why are you laughing? I'm just thinking about like when I told you, like, can you believe it? She took the kids to see Frozen 2. I wanted to take them to see a movie. And you're like, no, that's kind of like, she should be the one that takes them to that. Yeah. Like, really? You're going to claim Frozen 2? No, like, I, 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 I get, I get like Enter the, Into the Spider Verse that I get, or the, you know, the new Marvel movie that I get, but like Frozen 2, you're really yeah, going to claim Frozen 2. So, like, yeah. She so, doesn't know it. It's but about you balance. Were there, yes. I, I know she doesn't know it. I she doesn't know how how good I've been to her. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So there were a lot of things, and that that really ground on me a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, not hearing my no, there was there was a uh, that um, influence of California showing up out of clear blue sky was really upsetting for me and confusing for me. So w- when California showed up, mm-hmm. did he just go like? Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Or did he say something that you've been waiting a couple of decades to hear from him? Um, <laughs> I feel like you're prompting me in some way. It it was something that, again, it was it was one of those relationships, and we had been in contact over the last um, five years before, like on social media and stuff. On social media and yeah. stuff, and 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 um. He had recently kind of cleared his situation where he was single again. And after a long time not being single, a very long time and a very long time being unhappy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had sort of popped up and said, you know, it's always been you and I want this is what I want. And I was just kind of like. Yeah, why are you st- why are you stabbing yourself? Just like because I remember I remember this conversation. <sighs> we took this super long walk for gelato. Oh yeah, and we we, we kind of pulled pulled this apart, mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, just is like <sighs> anybody else but this guy. Seriously, and and I knew that the only way that you. Like you had to figure out if you still felt any of the same feelings towards him mm-hmm. now that he had come out and said like, you know, something you had kind of low key waited for him to say, 
you know, since your relationship kind of sort of ended, but not really because he just moved away. <laughs> and then he said, and, and we didn't have social media back then. Right. So. And he's, and, and I mean, you were in each other's social media orbits and it was all fine and nothing was shady or no, no, know, no, no, hidden no, no, or anything no. like that. But for him to come out and, and like shoot his shot and be like, Hey, like, I'm here. let's do this thing. And yeah. then the question was, you know, because we're in this non-monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and, and, and how, how do we navigate this person from your past showing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember that. That was a long ass walk for gelato. The gelato was delicious. It was, it was delicious. But, oh man, that was some tough. And that was hard. That was hard for me to say that to you because I didn't, and, and I was lucky that you are who you are and you've done the reading that you've done and the, the work on yourself that you've done that you understood immediately that, that any feelings that I may have had didn't have anything to do with how I felt about you and didn't diminish that in any fashion at all um but it was just something that was it was really difficult Mm -hmm. for me to 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 deal with that and then the other thing for me was because there was very little space between the end of your marriage and the beginning of our relationship I you had this I like had, nagging doubt in your back. Of I your did. Mind. I had a nagging worry just because, again, I'd been through this before and I know sort of the emotional coast that you take and, and, the, and the journey, the emotional journey that you take where you feel a certain way and you think that that's it. You think that, that this is how it's going to be all the time and you don't understand that you're going to go through a journey and you're your feelings are going to change. Your emotions are going to change. You're going to reemerge as someone that you may have been before this relationship or someone that you've never been. So, so, so I was worried that you had never had any time as an adult man to just kind of run wild and do what you wanted to do. And sow my seed. You've got, well, the, the, so the, my co- the conduit, the co- the conduit's been cut off, but yeah, okay. Practice it. <laughs> Practice sowing the seed, and just because I, I think it's important when, and especially the two of you got together very, very young. Yes. You were still teenagers, yeah. And to be, you know, an adult man who's established, and you have your shit together, and you've had all your kids, and done everything you wanted to do. And this is your time now to just enjoy and not have anybody tell you what to do and not have to take somebody else's feelings into account before you do stuff. And, and I'm not saying that in that, you know, you're a selfish person and that's what you want to do, but it's just, it's a nice thing to not have to report to anybody or be responsible to anybody for, for a time. And right? you were worried that because I didn't have that space that this, what, this doubt would kind of linger in the back of my mind, like... Oh, man, I wish I had had a chance to, like, do all these things. Yeah. And so a lot of the things that you would say to me and the sentiments that you would communicate to me, I kind of, I was like, okay, like, you don't know. <laughs> like what? You don't know what you want. Like what? I, I just, just, you know, when we would talk about our future and we'd talk about things like that and I'd be like, Ugh, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to want. When I'm like, oh, we should, I totally want to marry you. And you're like, you don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even we're even out of the freezer and I still say that too. Mm-hmm. 
So, so all this sort of culminated, you know, I, I there was a, a, a withdrawal from you, mm-hmm. and you suggested that we go and see a counselor. And yes. what, was, what was your reasoning for that? Why is that a good idea? So I had experience with this woman um, towards the latter stages of my marriage. My ex and I had gone to, to like a couple's retreat mm-hmm. with her. And then individually done for the women they called it like there was a women's retreat, and there was, retreat. yeah, God's retreat and a warrior retreat for the men, and we didn't. Which really we're gonna that. we're gonna talk about yeah, that gonna, on another that. episode. I want to I want to delve into that yeah. warrior culture. I love that. I I love that. Concept. So, I knew this person very well, and my whole issue with counseling in the past, when mm-hmm. things had been rocky and it had been suggested that my ex and I go to couples counseling, I really disliked, and it might have just been the counselors that we visited, but basically, there was a villain. And there was a victim. Mm -hmm. And somehow, partially due to my own actions, but I was always (laughs) cast as the villain. Okay. And my ex was always the victim. Right. And there was no deviation from those roles. And what I liked about this counselor that we ultimately ended up going... was That was was the first time we went and saw her. No, that was the second time. Was that the second time? Okay. Oh, right. Because we'd gone earlier... You had you had actually gone. You wanted to go. Uh, the first time we went was I think the first year we were together, and you wanted to go. I wanted some strategies. Some strategy because you were going into mediation. I thought this was really smart of you to because this counselor knew you very well and, and knew, knew her very, very well, well yeah. and you were like, look, we're going into mediation. I want to go into this in good faith. What are some strategies that I can use to make sure that these meetings are productive and doesn't devolve into a screaming match and we're in mediation for 18 months because we can't agree and I thought that was a really a really smart thing for you to do and at that time that was the first time I had met her and at that time she gave me a couple of pieces of advice about about us, about us yeah. and about my own children moving forward and I, I thought that is fantastic advice like one was and she had advised you at that time not to inundate me with too much of your shit between you and your ex. You're not my counselor. Right. Because she said, and then like you treat her like a counselor and then she's not going to want to fuck you anymore. And I was like, I love this woman. She's She's (laughs) She knows what's up. She's great. Um, And then she also, for me personally, she also said that a lot of her clients with adult, women with adult children that start to date younger men that either don't have children or have young children and they make which is our situation which is literally our situation she has a lot of people like that and that the the women with older children erroneously feel like my kids don't need me anymore and they spend way too much time with their new partner and their partner's children and the adult kids they are very resentful but they don't say anything because they feel silly because they feel silly and they're like we're adults like we don't need but there's this very sort of emotional piece of them that goes hey that's my mom (laughs) (laughs) and i also thought that was fantastic advice and so that was one of the reasons why you and i would spend time you have your kids i have mine and i even though my kids are older it's 
I would still make a priority of spending yeah. time with them when you and I weren't together instead of spending all my time with you. And some of it was with your kids and some of it was without. And I really feel like over the, over the course of our relationship, they have appreciated that. Yeah, and it's so. made their relationship with you a lot better it's been too. Better as well. Because you they don't feel like you're just taking me away from yeah. them. So this so when we went to have this session, this was the second time that right. uh, and, and, that and, I'd and, seen and, her. And the reason the reason that I kind of connected with this counselor was because she saw she kind of helped, you know, all the all the people in the in the couples retreat understand that everybody has their own role to play in where a relationship is right now whatever so you brought automatic, you to them you weren't automatically assumed to be the villain no no she she called it owning your shit right mm. and and it's see i love her yeah and and it, and it, and and so i didn't feel like i was going to be attacked right i was going to have to own up to my mistakes mm-hmm. but but they weren't so was she but that's it the other party would have to as well right and when we went to go see her, or I, when I suggested to go see her when we got back from Europe and things were a little weird, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember it was it was about a week lag between when we made the decision to go and when we could actually get an appointment, and it was <laughs> what was that week? It like? was a weird time, man. <laughs> like it was kind of like you know, like a regular day, and then there's like a solar eclipse and. Everything keeps going during the eclipse, but the light is really weird, and you just kind of feel a little like off. Off. That was that whole week, mm-hmm. right? Because there were things that would come up that normally we would have a conversation about. But we're like, no, we'll and wait. we were like, you know what? We'll just save that. Yeah, we'll save that. So let's talk about something else. And then we're like, but now there's nothing else to talk about because like <laughs> this thing is just like looming over us. And I'm just getting sadder and sadder yeah. and sadder. So, My birthday was in there too, oh, yeah. and that was really awful. Like I just sorry I, about that. No, that wasn't your fault. No, I know. But it was just it was just a weird usually my birthday our birthdays are a big deal to each other. And and, and we just do, we the do day, big things. Not the whole week, not no, the entire just the month day. like some people. No, and that I mean no. I mean I don't have a group of friends. I have like different friends in different spaces, so it seems like my birthday starts like goes on forever. But uh. what <laughs> Okay. We go away for your birthday. It's true. A lot of times. So, okay. And I pulled so you go. away a couple times for your birthday. We went surfing in Costa Rica on one of my birthdays. It was like the best birthday ever. Wasn't it? It was yeah, a good day. It was a great day. Yeah. And then we got hammered. Absolutely wrecked. Absolutely wrecked. Yeah. On like, I had like coconut pineapple mojitos or something. It yeah. was like the best drink ever. I'm like, I need another one of those. And then we had to stay longer because <laughs> we couldn't drive <laughs> we back couldn't to drive our hotel. Back. Yeah. Until we sobered up a bit. Yeah. Anyway, so... Hamburgers or something. So it was kind of, you know, I I was not really looking forward to my birthday. It was just kind of like, ugh. So so we have the counseling session. Mm Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, so... How you guys doing? What's going on with you guys? What's your What's going on? It's like our yearly checkup. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship checkup. Yep. And um, and I always love watching you when we go to see her because um, I know you guys, all of you babies out there can't see him, but he is one of the most flexible 40-something-year-old men you will ever encounter. It's, it's, it's really quite something. And you will sit down on the couch and pull your feet up into a cross-legged position and sit like that on the couch. And she... <laughs> She has no problem admonishing you 
for yeah. being for shit you do. She gives me when I when I'm in the wrong, she gives me shit. And you for sure. you cross your arms and drop your head like like a like a little punished schoolboy. It's like really a, quite something to, I'm like to a witness. Chocolate chip. Just like a chocolate chip? <laughs> like in drop that your shape. head. Yeah. Well, and so she was like, What what's uh what's going on? And I started to talk about this incident with your ex and I started to cry and I don't think I stopped crying for the entire You cried the whole hour. I cried the whole time. And 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 I (laughs) what (laughs) And silly me, I was like this is great. At the end of the session, everything will be okay. Because she's fine. She's yeah, going to get it she'll all get out. all out and, and, and the counselor will tell her it's some fine. strategies and we'll work on it and there'll be some tears and everything's going to be great. Yeah, no, that's not quite how this all went out. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. You, one of the, like, and she asks these great questions like, what do you love about him? And this was, and, and this is, you know, we're going to kind of go into advice if you're going to do this yourself in your relationship. But what I think is so great about scheduling a counseling session before you do something like this is because it allows you to really tease out what the issues are on both sides and gives you a little plan of things to work on and deal with and think about. Because I think a lot of times people don't know. And even, I I like to think of myself as a fairly emotionally intelligent person, but... (laughs) what was that? Sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. What you, was that noise? <laughs> you're like, I'd like to feel, I, I'd like to think of myself as a fairly emotional person, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then he's an intelligent person, which you totally are. But I just—that's not what you were expecting <laughs> me to say. Yeah, I thought you were going to finish that emotional, but it just I am it. an emotional person. You are. I love but it. I, but I also think that I am aware of all of that and very, and I manage that very well. And it's it's a very stark contrast to me compared to previous relationships what this degree of emotional intelligence brings to a relationship because it's a very as the, as the other partner in the relationship it's a very very different sort of way to be with somebody who has a high emotional intelligence. It's all I mean it's great. 100% Yeah, I mean, I think it makes things easier for you in some ways in that you know that things aren't going to spin completely out of control and there's just no place to turn and it's just cover your head and move to a corner. But there's a lot more talking as well. (laughs) So that is true. Those scales are going. So she was asking me, you know, what do you love about him? And one of the things that even from the beginning that I've always loved about you is your ability to get things done. And I don't just mean in a professional capacity, but certainly that, but you are very much, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. Mm -hmm. You're not a talk, 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 talk. And then, Hey, did you do that thing? No. Are you going to, no, you're very much a follow through person and you will find a way to make things happen. If there's something that someone that you care about wants, you will get it. You will find a way to get it for them or make that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I've loved about you. But, but the flip, she said, like, there's always things that you love about your partner that there is a flip side of. <laughs> so she's like, what is the flip side of that? And I said, and I, you are so 
focused on that thing that maybe somebody else wants or that you want that you will just, you're like running headlong into a brick wall and it doesn't matter what happens as long as you get to that point. And she talked about, she characterized you as a little puppy with blinders on. (laughs) She's like, he's like a little puppy with blinders on. He's so excited about life and he's so excited about all the things that he wants to happen and how he wants his life to be integrated and all of these things that he's not looking at all the other stuff that's running along beside all of that. And she's, and I thought she's just amazing how she can cut through and say to you, all you got to do is pull the blinder back a little bit and go, Hey, how you doing over there? You okay? And you were like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pre- that that's all pretty, I have to do is just like that's pretty easy. Just go, hey, are we good? Yeah, and and that was the thing. There were a couple of of issues I think in our if you listen to non traditional relationships part two where we talk about that sort of painful learning curve that you have to go through sometimes. Sometimes that issue was the blinder not coming not coming back, mm. right? So so that was you know that was a really important thing and. You know, then she would, again, because she makes everybody own their own shit, she said to me, you know, when you say no, and then, and you know, you're, you know, you're saying no for a reason, you have all these reasons, and then you just big fat go and do it anyway, and you get upset with the result, why aren't you listening to yourself? How do you expect him to listen to your no if you're not going to listen to your no? Don't ever do that again. Mm -hmm. You know things, you understand things, you see things, trust that. And don't do things to make him happy because it's going to make you miserable and you know that it's going to go badly and it does fucking go badly. Yeah. So, and, and I had mentioned to her in the session that, that how I felt was that I wanted to put this relationship in the freezer because there was so much emotionality I couldn't see. There were so many things that were just swirling around, I couldn't see. Couldn't see my way out of it. And I was, again, I was terrified of losing this connection, this desire, this love, all these feelings that I had for you. I was terrified of that going away. I didn't, and I felt like if we continued the way that we did, all of that stuff would go to shit and we would destroy this incredible relationship that we had. So (laughs) I would like to keep talking, but I see you making notes and it just makes me, yeah. So, so then what happened? So I thought that the session was going to end and everything would be okay. Right. And you mentioned in the session, I think we need a break. Yes. And I think she supported you in that. She did. Yeah. She said, if you think, like, if you feel that's something that you need, you should have that. And so how do you make the decision as a person in a relationship to take a break or to just cut your losses and break up? And why did you think that a break was going to be useful for us? Rather than just to like, I, I wash your hands of it. I can't do it anymore. Right. I'm out. Well, I, I can speak generally first and then specifically of you mm. and I, if you'd like. So I think that people know if they want to break up with somebody. 
And if you're just saying, hey, let's take a little break, I think that's the coward's way out. It's like a soft launch. <laughs> you know, if you know that you don't want to be with this person anymore, and, and, you, and you know that, then don't. Yeah. Break up with them. Because I don't think there's anything worse than a person finding out that you had a break, you asked for a break, and what you really wanted was a breakup. And then it adds like humiliation to the pain. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't think that I'm strong enough to deal with somebody saying, you know what, this is over. I also think people are like, people in most cases are really bad at breaking up with people, but we're going to do a breakup episode another time. But so I think if you know why you're like, oh my God, so much fun. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Can we do that next? <laughs> that's fine. I'll let you pick a couple of topics. That's fine. And then you, you know. No, B, this is good. This is good stuff. I find fun ones too. You do find fun ones. <laughs> so if you know that, and I think a lot of people know that, that they don't want to be with the person anymore. If you are absolutely sure, then just break up with them. Just, yeah. just do it and be a fucking human about it. Don't be a dick. But if you have an it. inkling where you're just not sure, is that where break is, a, think, is a good idea? Yeah, I think when you are feeling like, I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel. I have issues to work on. If, if you, you know, um, like say you have to take a job somewhere away for six months and you think, you know what? I can't deal with all of this and try to maintain this relationship. Let's take a break. I'll go and do my do this for six months. You do your thing and we'll circle back. Mm. I think that's, um, I think if someone is dealing with um, an addiction issue and or some other kind of very personal issue where it's going to require a tremendous amount of emotional bandwidth to deal with. And, and, and this is the thing. It's not like you can't still have the support of of your partner but i think kind of taking a step back and 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 limiting contact and and that kind of stuff might be a good thing not everybody needs that but um it shouldn't be at the height of an argument like mm. ross and rachel did it ross and rachel did everything wrong yeah they're for their break whatever they did do the opposite do, do not do that yeah I don't think, you know, screaming at somebody in, in the throes of an argument, I, I need a break from you. I don't, that's not, it's not productive. It's no. not loving. It's not, it's just, you know, it's, it's emotional terrorism. Yeah. So don't do that either. So I think that because we had been dealing with some issues, we had gone to the counseling session. And for me, the reason why, and, and I would normally just break up with people. And I think I said that in the session too, that I'm like, most people get the guillotine. They don't get the freezer. Yeah. Most people just get the guillotine. because. Well, and, you, and you were very clear that the freezer is a one-time only thing. I don't think I said that. Yeah, you did. Did I? You said we, the, the, we don't go back into the freezer again. Like every six months we take a break and go, no. I don't know. No. And, and this was the thing. I still had very strong feelings for you. I was just, I I was just, I was, I I was and still am deeply in love with you. Oh, I'm in love with you too. Thank you. Very deeply. But, but, um, and we still had great chemistry. Yeah. I still wanted to fuck you, which was a great sign. (laughs) Because usually that's the first thing. So if you, if you are thinking about going in, into a free, into a freezer or putting a hold on your relationship, uh, make sure you still have chemistry because that's a good sign that like things are still working. 
But I also think that you got to be careful with that too, because people are really, really good at fucking their exes and thinking, oh, this is awesome. And so don't, you know, don't think, oh, the sex is great. That means the relationship is good. No, that's not necessarily. Have you fucked your exes before? Uh, what do you mean? Like, have you, have you fucked an ex when you've been ex? Like, I know you fucked them when you've been in a relationship, but like, have you ever <laughs> gone back and fucked somebody no. now that you've broken up with? No. no, I've never either. No, I don't, I don't. I, I lose attraction for them. So so your air quotes people was not like a euphemism for like... Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, just checking. No. All right. So, yeah. And, and so you for me, when I am done with someone, I am done you all the done. way around. I'm done. Yeah. And there's no coming back. And I didn't feel that way about you. So I felt that that was... Yeah. So we decided to go into the freezer Yes. And what came after that? What What was the next step after we decided we were... Oh my God, you look so exhausted right now. No, I'm just thinking of the freezer when we're at your place and it's <sighs> the nighttime and you're like, this is... We were talking about the session and you're like, so I think we need to go into the freezer. And I'm like, what is that? And then you tell me. <laughs> And I'm just like... What is that? I'm like, oh. We were both very upset. Yeah. Yeah, I was super sad. I know. Because there was this monumental change happening in my life, Mm -hmm. and now you weren't going to be there for it. Mm. And that's when we... And I asked a lot of questions, because that's just what I do. I'm like, what about this? What about that? What does this mean? What does that mean? And we kind of negotiated, not negotiated, but we kind of talked about what the parameters of the freezer were going to look like. And this is a this is a major, major, if you're going to do this, yeah. this is a major component of taking a break, or if you want to steal ours and say- You can go in the freezer. Go that's in the cool. freezer. You need to have a very specific and honest conversation about- what the boundaries and parameters of that break are going to look like. Because one of the things I was not, or what I was afraid of, was that we wouldn't have any contact during that time. Mm -hmm. And you had set out, it seemed like an arbitrary amount of time, but it kind of coincided with like a really busy time for me with work. and, Mm -hmm. And it kind of, the end of the freezer would coincide when a really busy work time would kind of slow down. And, and, we would get back together at that point Mm -hmm. and i wanted to know could we be in contact and you were like yeah but we won't see each other it'll just be like text messages and maybe phone calls or so setting 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 a specific amount of time is a good idea yeah not just i don't know i'll see you sometime and six months is a long time usually um they recommend three months Mm -hmm. which that was about that wasn't it wasn't quite three months that we yeah, had it was, set it was close to was what we had said originally it was about it was supposed to be about 75 days yeah you had said yeah but um and why and, and we had agreed that we were going to be in contact but most of it was over text we didn't talk on the phone very much no and why do you think it's so important to be in contact with with a partner that you're on a break from because i think if you're trying to maintain a connection with that person mm-hmm. and you're trying to have a relationship when that break ends mm-hmm. i don't think you can just go a couple of months three months four months without talking to them and then just be like so what does that do to you how's your wednesday what would that do to you 
It would make what like me specifically? Yes, you have a scumbag brain. Yeah, I would think that you're a busy fucking everybody that you could find. <laughs> All at the same gang time. Gangbangs every weekend. Gangbangs like cream pie gangbangs all the time i know and that's not you but that's no but that's why it's called a scumbag brain instead of like a buddy brain (laughs) like brain is so rude it's gross but that's where it would have been and i think having contact made it easier in some ways i mean especially the beginning it was really really tough Mm -hmm. knowing that i wasn't we had a schedule that we had done for like two years Mm -hmm. of time together and time apart and now all the time was apart apart. Mm -hmm. now the saving grace and i think you kind of worked this into it was that it the first part of it coincided with me moving into my new place yes and i had a bunch of renovations that i wanted to do and then a super super busy time with my with my work and so i was gonna be pretty occupied right i still obviously would have made time that was not an accident no i know and i i obviously would have made time and i also wanted to make it very clear that this was not a punitive move by the way no this was not you were trying to punish me i'm gonna fucking stick it to him and we'll put this in the free that was not and you understood that and i was really thankful and yeah, grateful you were worried you. i was going to react badly to that i felt that you you because and, and i don't know if this just is because the nature of our relationship you know me well enough and that trust that you have in how i feel about you is that you knew that all of this was being done out of love yeah that 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 it was something that as i was as, i was trying to say i was trying to save our relationship not punish you for whatever was going wrong because i had i had responsibility for that too so but it was it was uh, you know i thought you're moving into your new place you're gonna be really busy with work i'd be on the road a lot yeah away from home yeah so we wouldn't be able to see each other anyway for the most part and then Mm -hmm. i had like more practical questions yes like all right so we're on a break i don't want to be ross in the ross and rachel thing like what does yeah. a what does a break mean and you explained it very succinctly to me i did you did what did i say to you basically that i could do whatever i wanted mm-hmm. with whomever i wanted mm-hmm. while we were on a break as long as i stayed safe right yeah which meant using condoms. Yes. Because and and not banging questionable people that like. I don't think I. You didn't even that go judgment. that far, but no. just just basically. But like, I know I know how important sexual health is to you, yes. and I knew that you would be prudent in your activities with yes. whoever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had specific questions, like <laughs> like like anything. Anything, and I was like, yeah, anything. Yeah, anything. That's fine. Because you know, within the and you know, within the confines of our relationship, there are things that we only do with each other versus things that we do when we're with other people. That's right. And right. I took all of that. You just took all everything off and You're go. Like, you do whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, "Yay!" <laughs> I don't know if I was yaying it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but that was important because. I need to know what was going to be okay, mm-hmm. but I also needed to to kind of know what you might be doing as well. 
mm-hmm. just to kind of not to control you, but just so that my scumbag brain didn't like start creating scenarios that weren't. Which it did possible. anyway. It's yeah, it still did. Okay, so so we talked about um, we talked about the time limit. We talked about the communication. Yeah. We talked about the boundaries and as far as being with other people, and mm-hmm. we were both fine with that. And well, fine is kind of a like. Just, I mean, that's a generous term. <laughs> okay. I was sad. I was really I sad know, when I this happened. I was sad too. I was sad too. We were both super sad. So sad that it took me like a couple of days before. I know. <laughs> I needed. I needed to be comforted. You needed comfort. I know. Yeah. I know. Nothing more comforting than pussy. There's... <laughs> well, who is it that is it Rihanna that says like the best way to get over someone is to get under someone? Who the hell? Who attributed that to Rihanna? Who's that? I don't know. I think that's just a really old. Saying. No, that's in a, that's in a, that's in a song lyric. No. Okay, no. you talk. I'm gonna find it. No, 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 no. I'm gonna find it. You. I want to talk. I want you to talk about what it was like being in the freezer. <sighs> it sucked being in the freezer. What? Start looking. I'm looking. All right. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Have a nice day. Uh, good morning. Good morning, beautiful. Have a great day. First of all, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, it sucked being in the freezer and. In and amongst all these changes that were going on in my life, a lot of which I wanted you to be a part of, Mm -hmm. I was alone. And, you know, look, making decisions on like renovations or running my business, these were things that I was comfortable doing on my own. But I, I still wanted you to be a part of those kinds of things. Who said it? It's not attributed really to anybody. It's just one of those. I swear to God, it was a song lyric. I've heard I've heard Dan Savage say it. I've heard Dan Savage Dan Savage say it a bunch of times. The best way to get over somebody is to get under. Was somebody. it Dua Lipa? New Rules or something? No. That's how she says you'll never get over him if you keep getting under him. Yeah, maybe that's what. And I'm if you're under him, you will never get you over won't, him. You won't get over him. That, yeah. But I didn't want to so get over you. That was the point. Don't fuck your ex. Yeah, but I, I didn't. But we weren't exes. We weren't. We were. What were we? We were on a break. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is the thing. Like, I got on to the traditional sort of dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, immediately. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not. Judging. Guys got to eat. I know. I'm not judging. Don't steal my lunch. <laughs> so. I went on the traditional sort of apps, not not the apps that we've talked about in, in previous episodes that are that are meant for like non-monogamy. But I was open with the people that I was um, connecting with that I wasn't looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when they would ask why, I was like, well. And I connected with two people. And one knew that we were on a break. Mm-hmm. And the other one just, I just never got to that point of saying that I was on a break. That's news to me. I'm going to go ahead and guess who the person that you didn't... No, you're going to be wrong because really? I know how you're going to guess. Oh. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, all right. Okay. But, but I, in both cases... And didn't it feel... Like, did it feel good at all to be like, hey, I can do this thing and I don't have to talk to her about it and I, we don't have to have a discussion and we, yeah. I can just, I can just go yeah. and like... Yeah, but there were other... But now there were more people's feelings that had to be taken into account in all of this because right. I... It was a weird thing to date to have sex as opposed right. to date to have a relationship. Right. Because some people you need to 
you know, you need to go on the three dates before they're going to have or five or whatever <laughs> before they have sex. And you put this time and energy in. What did you call it? Your little endeavor onto the dating apps and doing what you needed to do. Oh, survival pussy. <laughs> it's which is so wrong. And it diminishes who these women I, I want to make it clear that that's. That's not how you treat people. No. You're, you're absolutely lovely and you're upfront with people and you take their feelings into consideration. And by no means did I feel that, did I think that anything that you were doing was predatory in any way. No. I know that you felt that way because you were like... Eh. Well, because I knew there was a shelf life on these things, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. my idea was to connect with, you know, one or a couple Seven. of women or a million. <laughs> no, but my, my goal was to basically... Tied yourself over yes, until, until until the, the freezer, end of the freezer until the freezer was the was thaw. over yeah till the thaw that okay. was the end of the freezer was the thaw right mm-hmm. and you know it went okay uh, it would have been I mean I still would have rather not been in the freezer but it it I mean it had one of the desired effects of making me. Not that I didn't appreciate you before, but I kind of knew... I got lucky with you being one of the first people after this long-term relationship with my ex that I don't think is super common. And and dating these other women, and they were lovely. There's mm-hmm. not There was nothing wrong with them. No. But it kind of highlighted how awesome you were. That what we had was something. And, and then what we yeah. had was special and worth right. protecting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So and what did you get up to while we were in the freezer? <laughs> well. Um, you picked up the phone and called California? No, I didn't. No. no well, okay. So. I sent a direct message on Instagram I to had California. A friend, I had a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, and we went for a nice long walk and we talked it all out because I, I was very upset too. And I know, um, you know, I... I was a little bit more kind of emotionally exhausted. So I don't think I emoted quite as much as you did when, you know, but it didn't mean that I wasn't sad. And so her and I went for a walk just to talk about stuff. And, and she was like, aren't you excited to just like fuck a stranger? Like find a glory hole and just like no, have a but, dick push through yeah, it? Like, like, no, no, no. I mean, I like kissing. But, <laughs> you can kiss a dick. But, but um, Oh. Okay, stop. <laughs> I didn't do this to you when you were talking about your stuff. Now shut up. Right, oh I'm my sorry. god. Um <laughs> more little dicky references. Fuck. And I was just like, no, like I and and hey, not to be shamey, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum or anything like that, but that was not that was not what this was for. I felt like this was a time for me to take to myself as an introvert to think about some of the things to try to assess for myself if you were able to learn and I was able to learn to trust you and let you in and not think that you were always out to hurt me. I was, and I, and so I wasn't really interested in just, you know, I wasn't interested in survival dick, if you will. Okay. Um, however, I was in contact with California, California and I ha- we had arranged to have a visit. You flew your dick in. <laughs> I Such didn't. A fl- I, move. It makes it so- makes it sound like I paid for that. I did not. No, my you dick did fl- it. My it's, dick flew itself in. It's even 
like it sprouted wings and just like i wish <laughs> that i mean that's a baller move so like yo i want to do this thing be here like be there be square like <laughs> that's i mean that's i, that's I like, mean thank you thanks thanks for the slow clap I, I appreciate that um so that was something that you know i i was like okay i'm just gonna heal and do the work that I need to do and then see how that goes. And if that was something that was going to be a viable relationship, then that was another huge conversation that you and I were going to have to have about we had how already, you felt about that. We had already had that conversation on that long walk to, mm-hmm. to Gelato. Yes. And I had said to you, you need <laughs> Sounds to... Sounds like a play. I know, right? You needed to, you needed to see California mm-hmm. to see if there was still a connection yes so i had already said that like you did i thought that you needed to do that yes yes and so I and did then that. in the freezer you're like you went and you did that i'm gonna do that and mm-hmm. I, and 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 maybe this sounds a little bit cowardly but i was much more comfortable with negotiating that and doing that in the freezer and not having to um worry about you and your feelings about mm-hmm. it and knowing that it was happening and you know, not that I was trying to hide stuff from you, but I just felt like we're in this place, we're in this freezer, he's doing his own thing, I'm doing my own thing. And we did talk about how when we got back together we were going to share. Right. And what, and that was and part de- of the, and debrief. And that was part of the negotiation is that you can do whatever you want, you know, be safe and whatever, mm-hmm. but we weren't gonna like communicate that this is what we were doing. No, 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 no. Over text or whatever while we were in the freezer. No, it was gonna no. be a debrief at the end. Right. And we were just kinda kinda spill the tea on all yeah. all the activities that we got up to. Where both people could ask whatever questions yep. they wanted to ask and do all the processing and, and, and all that stuff. So um and then <laughs> about three weeks in I was I was just like starved for contact. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I had an opportunity, and this is so stupid. I, you know, I had an opportunity to go actually with my ex-boyfriend's sister to um, a, a male stripper review. Was it I guess. like a magic mic? Night it was. It was like, like a magic that? mic night. It, they hold it at like what's normally a female strip club, and it's hilarious. And you know, I don't know when we're releasing this, but after you've been to a sex club and you go to a strip club and watch male strippers with regular women, it's the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me with this? Like, it's ridiculous. You know. I just hear the genuine song in my head now. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> because... Was that the song? I... I... um. We had the best time, by the way. I She really needed that, and I needed that. And you could buy lap dances from these dudes, and I... Which is pretty standard at a strip club. It is standard, but I, I you know... Um, <laughs> and I was like, I need one of these. I need one. And so I paid this guy, and I was like, you know, I need the right song. Like, what's... And he was like, well, my buddy is coming up soon, and, like, Pony is, like, his second song. I'm like, dude, you come and find me, and that's what we're doing. Because you know, is there is that was the song you did your dance to? <laughs> That's awesome. No, he did his. Well, I know for me, you received the dance. I received the dance, and it's such a weird dynamic. Like it's so odd, and I think there's some nasty shit that goes on in the back with these. It's with these true, lap right? Dances. Like these these male strippers get blown. Oh and yeah, all sorts of yeah, stuff. yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. It, like he he basically was like he didn't 
say anything specific, but the way he was behaving was like, you could totally suck my dick and that would be fine. Or we could fuck and that would be fine. Like, and I was like, no. And listen, no shamey, but these guys are all over the place and I'm sure they bring their herpes with them. And, but he, <laughs> he no he, shame, he, but you know, but keep your herpes to yourself. Keep your herpes to yourself. Sounds a bit shamey. <laughs> You're right. But it could be from, I'm sure he got it from a chick. Um, <laughs> He leaned on me, like put his chest on me, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" You just wanted somebody. You just wanted to feel somebody's weight on. I just wanted a man to put their weight on me. You know they sell weighted blankets on Amazon. (laughs) You could have got one of those. They don't have nipples. They don't have nipples. No, no. Um, I didn't realize that was part of it. Yes, it's all part of it. It's like anyway, and I was just like, "Okay, that I'm good now. I'm fine. I'm fine." That was all you needed. A couple weeks in. That and like. And the the meeting with California. And then California. Yeah. So that was a week later. And we had actually um, talked about, we had agreed, you and I, to shorten the freezer. Which is funny because I remember when we were, when you told me about the freezer Mm -hmm. and I was like, is there, like, what if we both decide that we want to make it shorter? And you're like, no, it's 75 days or whatever the date was. (laughs) That's what it's going to be. And then you call me up and you're like, what would you think about like... Making it shorter. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I think because I actually worked through my stuff faster than I thought I would. Right. And that's the and way you positioned it to me. It was like, I've dealt with a lot of, or I've, I've you know, processed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we need to make it as long. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So I think it was like a week earlier. It wasn't like, it was a week earlier. Was it only a yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like it was a couple of weeks. Almost a month. No, it wasn't a month. It was October, wasn't it? It was. And it was supposed to be November. Oh, you're right. I think it was like close to a month. You're right. Maybe like you're right. three weeks. Maybe three early. weeks. You're right. You're yeah. right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. You're right. So it was um, still almost two months long. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I went to see, I I spent the weekend with California. Yeah. How did that go? Um, not well. It didn't go well. Now, was this because you held this ideal of him from like all those years? Yeah, before? I, think, I think. Or did he? And I think it was a little bit of both. Like, I have you ever seen that movie "Win a Date with Tad Hamilton"? No. Do you know what the premise is? I though? do know. I do know. Okay, so I kind of felt like I had been this like Instagram woman to him for a while, and when he got here. Um, he didn't quite know how to separate the image he had created from the actual person. Mm-hmm. And I think I did a little bit of the same thing. I think I was still thinking that that person from a couple of decades before was this person. And he was not the same. And you know me that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm a super political person as far as Like, I'm not like. You're not an activist, but you still hold fairly. I'm very opinionated. Yeah, on and, a particular end of the spectrum. And this person was so, so so far away from me on the political spectrum. It was kind of shocking to me, and I like, was who just are like, you, dude? Like, yeah, like I, I was like, wow, I, um. And, and that made that very, very difficult for me. And, and maybe, you know, maybe that's the cultural difference between Canadians and Americans. I don't know. Because, I mean, California is a pretty... 
It's a pretty liberal state yeah. in the union, yeah. Um, so I don't, you know, but I think, but, but, and again, I think that, and what you had said to me on our long walk for gelato, as you have so eloquently named it, that he knew you then. He doesn't mm-hmm. know you now. And I think I was the same. I knew him then. Yeah. And then knowing him now, it was just, it just didn't work. And you, you had said to me, you're comparing our relationship now to your relationship then. You need to be able to compare apples to apples. Yeah. Him now and me now. Right? And I thought that was so, like, wow, absolutely. And what I found very quickly was that what we have is so completely different from what I thought was there. Um, it, was, it was a little bit jarring to be able to see that relationship now through through the eyes of a 40-something grown woman, mm-hmm. been through all the stuff, versus my 22, 23-year-old eyes where I didn't know jack shit about anything. <laughs> you know? You, you knew a little bit about some yeah, stuff. A little bit. Yeah. So um, so that was... But, but I think it was good. It was good to confront that and have that experience because then there was no more wondering. There mm-hmm. was no more guessing. Mm-hmm. I was able to close that and close that put chapter. it away. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't, I mean, I don't bear any ill will towards him. Um, I'll always care about him as, as, a, as a human. But as far as the relationship that he was wanting and the one that I didn't know could be there, that wasn't going to be a thing. Because pre-freezer, that, that long walk one of the things that we talked about was maybe maybe you have some kind of relationship with him that involves you spending time with him. I think you called it a W, a poly W. Yeah, you spend a couple couple times a year, you spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And you and, were like, I, I'll maybe try and find a way to deal with that. Well, I didn't want to get too far down the rabbit hole of figuring out how to make that work until mm-hmm. I knew whether or not that was something you actually wanted to do. Right. And, and I, so... So that was that was basically what I did in the freezer, and we did talk a lot about, you know, some of the issues that we had, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you starting to understand my point of view about things. So, okay, do you want to talk about the thaw day at all? <laughs> do you want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, yeah. So I would love to. Hear. So we mutually agreed. Upon your suggestion to shorten the freezer, <laughs> and you picked a very particular weekend. I did. Yeah. Well, you know what else was going on in that weekend? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you came down. I think you came, you came down on a Friday night, yes, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, yes. And you, my renovations were mostly complete. There were still mm. a couple things that weren't done, but the place was very different. And I hadn't seen pictures or anything. And you hadn't seen anything no, no. since you did the walkthrough with me when I first bought the house. Mm-hmm. In July. In, in June or whatever. July. Yeah. And, and so I'm frantically trying to get the place ready and you are super punctual and I need to kind of like... <laughs> Have you circled the block for a little bit because I'm not quite ready because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like vacuum and tidy up and just like get it. I want the place to be perfect. And I had a whole menu set and, you know, wine picked. And you had all charcuterie of, all had done. charcuterie and all that sort of stuff. I was ready. Mm-hmm. 
And and then you get here and I show you around and it gets a little blurry for me, the actual <laughs> sequence of okay. events. Mm-hmm. But I know we we had something to eat a little bit. We had some charcuterie and we had some wine. Uh-huh. I know we fucked. Okay. Oh, <laughs> And I also know you told me that California came to visit, and I'm not entirely sure in which okay, order that so happened. Here, here's what here's what happened. I feel like the California revelation came while I was preparing dinner. Yes, it was. Which meant it was after we fucked. Correct. Okay. So yeah, so we you're right. We had some wine, some charcuterie, and we talked a little bit. Kind of and took your wine around my house, and and and, and you 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 designed your home tour to culminate in your bedroom. That was not an accident. <laughs> no, I know it wasn't. <laughs> I know it wasn't. We were up there for a while because yeah. it had been a while. I mean, you know, I mean, Magic Mike Stripper only lasts so long for me. And um, it was awesome to see how awesome it was. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was, yeah. And then we came back downstairs and you were making me dinner and it was like, okay, let's let's do our debrief. And you were like, okay. And I, I like how you just go straight for California. You forgot all of the stuff you had to tell me. Yeah, you weren't happy with some of that stuff. And it, and it, and and I want because, to make this clear too. Because you're a woman, and when a woman wants to fuck, you just put your hand up and be like, "I want to fuck." And <laughs> there's a lineup there. Yeah. For guys, it's not that that it's not the same. I get it. And y- because there's a safety issue and of a course, comfort issue. Of course, but when you when because. Our policy is whatever you want to know, I'll tell you. Yes. And when it came out that like I had gone on some dates mm-hmm. and I had done things that we had also done. I was like, what? You felt like, you felt a little like, I don't know, almost like you were a little betrayed. Like, Yeah, it was, was hard. It was hard to think of you doing things with another woman that, that we do together. And it was just, I mean, I, I guess... Because I don't think about the fact that in your your estimation that I just raise my hand and go, I'd like to fuck and people just show up. I don't have to like date them and make them feel comfortable before I have sex with Look, them. Look, any woman that's listening to this podcast knows that if they swipe right on somebody on Tinder or Bumble and start a conversation with like, you up? <laughs> nine times out of How ten. You doing? Yeah, nine times out of ten, the guy is going to be like, yeah, yeah I, let's I, do this. I get it. I get it. I get it. But but yeah, I mean it it wasn't and and you know what it's not easy. I have a scumbag brain too, and so it wasn't did, easy to hear. What did you think I got up to? Well, I didn't know. Did you have I any mean, inclination? I, oh yeah, that I, I was that I was out on dates. Yeah, I did. Yeah. In and fact, how, in fact, I think I called you on that because we tried that D A D T thing again, where it was like, don't tell me that you have a date, but you're just really really bad at like pretending to be somewhere that you're not. 4 p.m. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> you're really, really bad at it. It's like, I, you know, I'm going here to do this. And then you go, okay, what did you guys talk about? Oh, uh, you know, we talked about... And I'm like, you are so full of shit. Like, you're just... I mean, thankfully that you're bad at that. Like, I'm glad that you're not great at lying to me. But... And again, I acknowledge that I put you in a in a shitty position, and that's the only thing that's hard about being in regular contact with somebody that you're on a break. Yeah, from. the pattern change is so noticeable. The pattern change is noticeable, and it gets your radar up, and then you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" So you need to kind of negotiate that a little bit, and uh, you know, um, but and then what about? So was everything just like amazing after that? After the thaw? 
No, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of work that still needed to be done, but the air was clearer, mm. and you weren't. I didn't get that sense anymore that you were holding back, like mm-hmm. you were all in again, right? In a way that you hadn't been leading up to the freezer, and that was really nice to see because it felt like you were back, right? Mm-hmm. What did you? What did? What did you think about in the freezer that you did differently after the thaw? What were some of the things that you did differently? The blinders were one of the big things. Mm -hmm. Stopping and checking in. Mm -hmm. Especially when we were setting up to go and and spend time with other people together and stuff like that. Like not just rushing into that. Making sure that the timing was okay. And that was something that I think we... treated with kid gloves and that we wanted to make sure that we were back on solid ground before we started like having adventures again and 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 having and doing things with other people well and even there was there was somebody that we had had a a woman that we had had a threesome with twice Mm -hmm. and that second time we had had issues you and i because Mm -hmm. i didn't peel back the blinders Mm -hmm. but i kind of was i took your yes and just ran with it Mm -hmm. and didn't stop to check in and make sure that the yes was still okay emphatic mm-hmm. right as opposed to like a uh, okay kind of <laughs> which is what it ended up being mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and so i wanted to make sure that when we got back together that we um were that that i just took a minute to just before we went and did anything mm-hmm. that i checked in with you and just made sure that you were still that you weren't just saying yes to appease me and i think you also made a point of not just saying yes to appease me that you know that it was always a fuck yes otherwise it was a no so that was the biggest thing. anything else so what about my no then oh and that i that your no was a no that it wasn't like a negotiating point or negotiation point it was a no and you had a reason for it and i could ask you why that reason was but that didn't give me license to like try and change your mind on it. That my no meant that I had looked at it from all the angles and all of the possible outcomes and all of the issues and 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 that I had decided that wasn't good for me or for us or right? Mhm. And I that meant a lot to me for you to hear my no. Yeah, you needed to know that. Mhm. That I heard that I could hear that. Yes. Um, so I think so yeah so so that was a big thing I, I my one lesson was a lot like yours where it's like I had to make sure that I was being honest about my feelings about things mm-hmm. and not just feeling because my and I think this is something that still plagues me from time to time I'm very aware of being the fun slayer <laughs> You think you're the fun slayer way more often than you actually are. You feel like, I feel like you feel like if you are not just like, fuck, let's do all of this stuff all the time, that somehow you're just like the anchor that's weighing down the relationship, (laughs) which you're not. Well, thank you. No, and I try to help you understand that, that your consideration for things is different than my consideration and what might be okay for me is not necessarily going to be okay for you and i need to know that it's not okay for you and knowing doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're you're the you're the buzzkill in mm-hmm. all of this it's just that 
it's not going to work for you in whatever that actually ends up being. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, that's something that we still, I don't think we struggle with it, but it's still something that pops up occasionally where you feel like you're putting on the brakes. And if you didn't do that, then we would just go crashing into a wall Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to put the brakes on. But then I agree with you on stuff and then... You're kind of like, but are you just agreeing with me because you don't want me to feel like the fence <laughs> So there's, there's no st- winning there's, for Dante. There's still discussion. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. Um, something else, you know, I cannot, I, I can't, and I think a lot of women are guilty of this. We think you can read our minds, and you can't. No, we cannot. So I need to be clear. About what I want and what I don't want. Explicit. Explicitly clear. Mind-numbingly clear. Yeah. About, Like, I'm an idiot. Make sure there's no... You're my idiot. Yeah, but you have to... But in some of these things, especially when it comes to sex and relationship, with me, Mm -hmm. I need it spelt out because otherwise... I take latitude and go off in another direction. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not that you, you're you not condescending about it, but I just need you to speak plainly about things. Mm-hmm. I don't need it in conjecture or some kind of fable around whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just come out and tell me what it is. Yes. Just, yeah, just know and this is why. Yeah. Or this is not okay for me because ABC. Yeah. Um. I needed to stake out my alone time and it, and for you to understand that it was not about time away from you. Mm-hmm. It was recharge time. what I need to recharge and yeah. be all of the things yeah, that yeah. I am for all the different people. And I think that you understanding that finally was a huge relief for me because I always felt like you didn't really understand what that was about. That, that my time, me needing time alone was time away from you. Right. And it is, but that's not why I need it. Right. Right? Um, and so that was a big, big thing. And and you're you're very respectful now of my alone time and what I need. It's just what I need. Yeah. And I, I think when you took the emotionality out of that, and I think for a long time you saw that as a, 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 a micro-rejection, not consciously, but maybe subconsciously. No, yeah, yeah, I think I think so. And um, so, and then um, the last the last part that I had to look at was that I think that that sort of straight arming that you felt and that increasing sort of distance and and holding you at that distance um, because of some of the situations surrounding our relationship um, with your ex and my ex and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I always felt ready i felt like i always had to be ready to lose you at any time right you were always on guard whenever i went back to my my previous house with yeah that I shared with my ex it was just one of those things it was just like just low level I would, stress i would brace myself all the time yeah for the yeah. for the worst thing and and after we went through all of that and the same thing when you know i alluded to at the beginning of the podcast where i talked about you not having that opportunity to be free and do whatever you wanted I felt like you'd had that time now to to go and swipe at your leisure and date people and do whatever mm-hmm, you wanted. Mm-hmm. And now you've ha- you'd had that chance to do that and you had decided that th- being with me was where you wanted to be. And I had decided that, I had realized that too, that where I wanted to be was mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. 
And, and so I think it made us coming back together and moving forward like so much better. Like I thought what we had before was amazing. And it was. And it was. But after we, we went through all that and came back together and moved forward, like it was just a whole other leveling up. That, of- that was something the result of all of this. That seeing you re-engage, mm-hmm. it was a very stark contrast between that arm's length sort mm-hmm. of way that you had mm-hmm. kept our relationship leading up to the freezer. And you weren't like that the whole time in our relationship. But but in those months leading up to the freezer, that always ready to lose me sort of arm's length, not getting too close because it would be too painful when mm-hmm. you, that fear that you had became an eventuality. When we got back together, that openness that, you know, you were whole-assing it, not half-assing it, right? <laughs> right. Like you were all in. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we didn't, we didn't jump right back in. I'm trying to think. It was... Three or a couple months after the end of the freezer before we we did anything with anybody else. Mm, It was about six weeks. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't like, okay, so, you know, I'm glad now that you're back, let's go and set all this stuff up, right? (laughs) No. And it it was, there was really, it it was pretty casual. There was no, like, it was just like friends of ours. It was no, there was no expectation of anything and Mm -hmm. just everybody was feeling good and that's how it went. Yeah. See the sex club episode for (laughs) further details. Which we don't know where that's going to be, but uh, I think it'll be before this episode. All right, well, I think see. so. So, what what kind of advice as we get near the end of this podcast? What kind of advice do you have for anybody who's in this sort of situation that we were in a what, year ago? I think I think this this whole this whole discussion has held a lot of really good advice. Don't do it in anger. No. Don't cut off all communication. Don't do it when you really want to break up with someone. Don't not communicate about the expectations about sleeping with other people or seeing other people um, have a time limit. Be respectful. I think that if if you can maintain um, respect and and consideration for your partner, it can be a really, really healthy thing. but if it's if it's um, reactionary or a punishment or you know, in the heat of an argument, it's just a recipe for disaster, and you might as well just break up. Yeah, if, you know, it takes it takes quite a bit of emotional maturity to navigate something like this, and if you can do it thoughtfully and and with some love, I think it can be a really really great thing. And I think that it can that if you think about it as space, space to breathe and mm-hmm. think and work through. Um, it doesn't have to be the end. It can just be a little, a little interlude before 2.0. And it it can lead to something so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. Thanks. How can people get a hold of us? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. at cheating on fear. Email info at cheatingonfear.com or visit our website cheatingonfear.com yeah uh, we'll have a patreon patreon.com slash cheatingonfear don't and, feel obligated yeah don't feel obligated and and uh, merch is coming merch is coming and it may already be here by the time this episode comes out and also 
check out the things we love page because mm. that's one way you can you can support us by if you're interested in the things that we've talked about in this episode or in previous episodes follow the links and it it helps support us which is awesome and they can be your favorite things too that's right thanks b thanks dante i'm glad we're not in the freezer anymore it was cold in there <laughs> yeah it was but the thaw was awesome <laughs> see you next time bye everyone bye